Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And the Carolina Panthers find themselves looking to draft their next franchise quarterback. And to me, Joe, the indications are that it's going to be C.J. Stroud. But Frank Reich, he's not going to give the game away. The head coach met with the media yesterday, and he talked about all four quarterbacks. All four, because we have to keep up appearances that all four. Chuck Amato with the with the four running backs. Yes, three yes, of them never yes, played. He's, but He's like, you know, which of the four do you like? Because, you know, we're really discussing all four. How many of the four quarterbacks you guys have targeted are you comfortable with that could be the guy? <laughs> like, really? <laughs> I think uh, that's a funny question. Um, I think that I think they're all have really good traits. I think they all have really good traits. I'm excited about all of them. You know, Scott and I, and all kidding aside, you know, we were having a conversation. This, I love this for the NFL, right? You got four guys who are going to make an impact in this league. I, I, I do believe all four of these guys will make an impact in this league. So, um, you know, and excited to see them, and excited to see how that plays out. It'll look different for every one of them. Will have a different journey, right? And and then there's some other guys who you know we're not even talking about who who I think are going to make an impact in this league. So um, it's good for the NFL. That's Frank Reich, head coach, Carolina Panthers. Best Rob Lowe NFL had. Yeah. I'm just here to watch them play. Hey, man. Hope everyone has fun. They that all was got, pretty good. They all got great traits. He was asked good, specifically actually. He was asked specifically about Bryce Young, the guy that you think the Carolina Panthers will end up taking. We're first and foremost just looking for playmakers, right? Um, you look at everything, every trait that a guy has, um, and you weigh it, right? You weigh it. The thing is, is when if there's 10 categories that you look at in a quarterback or any player for that matter, the real question is not how to evaluate each of those categories. The, I mean, that's a part of the question. A big part of the question is how much are you going to weight each of those categories? So um, they're all a factor. Everything's a factor. But ultimately, um, it really comes down to being a, being a playmaker, you know, being a guy who can make plays all over the field. Um, and that happens a lot of different ways. Yeah. So there, there's, there's Scott. There, there's Frank Wright. You know, really giving you nothing on a question specifically about Bryce Young. Now, the one thing that Frank Wright wanted to let everybody know, and and we see this in the actions by the Carolina Panthers this off season, it's how they've built their coaching staff and how they've gone about free agency. And Wright talked about the message that their free agency moves are making. Excited about how the roster is continuing to be built. Having a chance to be active in free agency, don't take that for granted from, from Dave and Nicole Tepper and, and the support that they've given. And really um, what, what he and I have talked about in Scott is the message that that's sending, right? The message that that's sending to our fan base, the message that that's sending to our team, our coaching staff, that, um, you know, we mean business. And so we're making the steps necessary to continue to improve this team. So that's Frank Reich. Here's Scott Fitterer, the general manager on setting up a roster to help a rookie right away. That's what these moves have been about. 
and obviously they have to put the right quarterback in place to make this work. That was the intention behind a lot of what we did uh, over the last you know few weeks is to have you know to give those guys the weapons they need to be successful. Like I said, we like our offensive line to bring in a Miles Sanders. Not only is he a good runner, but he's a good receiver out of the backfield. So he's the outlet. Hayden Hurst going down the seam, you know, great hands. It's uh, it's a dimension that we're adding to our offense because Frank uses the tight end so much, and he's a player that they identified that they wanted. To have Adam Thielen, who can separate quickly, Terrace Marshall, you know, who's on the come right now, Laviska, like that, that's a really good group to surround a young quarterback with, and uh, he's got playmakers now. Again, that's Scott Fitter, the general manager of the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Joe, I, I will admit I, I am self-aware that I can be a little too online. And the one thing that is starting to annoy me is that any move that the Panthers make, I see an image of Scott Fitterer with, like, the based eyes, like they're glowing. Like, oh, man, he's, like, eight moves ahead of everybody else. Or, you know, he's in on every deal. Or Frank Reich doing, like, Frank Reich evaluating quarterbacks. And he's, you know, Thanos with the final gem that he needs. And he just has to snap. And the NFC South will crumble in front. Like, Panthers Twitter is on one right now. And maybe I spend too much time on Reddit where they're kind of in the same boat, too. We're like, look at them playing 4D chess. This is like every team that does this. All of the moves seem good. It's all for not if they don't got a damn quarterback. Yeah, I want to go back to what Frank Reich said about how all four will be good for the NFL. Mm -hmm. doesn't happen often. The, the, the transition from college to pro has changed in the sense that the pros are now running more of a college-style offense. Mm -hmm. So, you know, even 10 years ago, there were questions, can, you know, can this, op can Cam Newton go from Auburn to the NFL? How right. can he ever make right. this transition, right? right? That's why Blaine Gabbert, you, gotta, you we, have to give him a serious consideration. We don't, we don't have that question mark as much anymore. And if you just go to 2020, you could find a draft where four quarterbacks made it. Now, it wasn't the first four taken. We had Burrow, Tua Tungavailoa, Justin Herbert, right? You would say that those three guys have made it. Yeah. For sure. And then Jalen Hurts was taken in the second round of that draft. I, I don't think there's any question after the year he just had with Philly that he's made it. The question mark for that one's going to be Jordan Love, who was taken in the first round. Hurts wasn't. So does it happen that four quarterbacks will make it out of the same draft? Sure. But more often than not, it's not all four. Let's go to 2019. Tyler Murray, Daniel Jones, Dwayne Haskins were the three quarterbacks taken in the first round. I mean, Kyler Murray has had his moments, mm -hmm. but I wouldn't want him. And I think that's what's hurting Bryce Young right now, the size of Kyler Murray, the size of Bryce Young. Mm -hmm. Daniel Jones just had an amazing playoff game where he looked like a combination of Lamar Jackson and Brett Favre when he played against Minnesota. And then he ran up against the Eagles defense, and he looked like Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold yeah, and, that, and the poo-poo platter that we've seen the, the, Eagles defense the last few years Eagles in Charlotte. Eagles defense is pretty good. So. so you're right. A lot of this is voodoo, mm -hmm. and a lot of this is you, you almost have to go back to the Bill Parcells chart. How many starts did they have in college? What is their size? Mm -hmm. And, you know, bring them in, talk to them. And figure out, are they going to be on the same page as you are? How do they handle success? How do they handle failure? Because it's not going to be all paved with, with champagne and roses, especially that first year, Joe. No. And I think that's kind of changed. That that has also changed in how we evaluate quarterbacks because we think, well, 
Um, Justin Herbert came in. He looked like $8 million in his first year in the league. Yeah. Well, Justin Herbert's the exception. You know? Guys are going to struggle. That's the way it is. It's normally how it is. Height is something that people are obsessing over mm-hmm. with Bryce Young. I also don't think it's height. I also think it's his frame, Size, his frame. too. Yeah, he's probably, he played at about 180 pounds at Alabama and, last year. And and folks are trying to you know say, well, look, look, look. You, you remember uh, Frank Reich, he, he had a high grade on Russell Wilson, too. In fact, in fact, Frank Reich talked about it at his press availability yesterday. Here he is talking about how he viewed Russell Wilson, what, in 2012. Everything matters. All those conversations matter, especially when it's – you know, Scott Fitter, you know, it's the GM, and, and he's talking about a guy like Russell Wilson, um, who, by the way, I had a very high grade on. Don't, don't You don't have to read anything into that, but I don't mind telling you that I had a high grade on Russell Wilson, okay? Uh, but don't read anything into it. I'm just saying that because all, the, all, these, all these people are putting this label on me that I only work with big quarterbacks. Don't read anything into that. <laughs> Did you have no, I'm trying to play reverse psychology. No, that's the thing. I guess when when you got the number one pick, the the thing is, is right. You don't. We don't have to play games, right? I mean, it's not like we're trying to fool anybody. What we're trying to do is take all the time we can on the evaluation, right? Do we have inclinations? Do we have feelings? Do we have evals kind of written out on paper and in our minds? Yeah, we all do. And there's a lot of conviction, as Scott said, on some of these top quarterbacks, and. You're right. The old adage, don't make a decision before you have to. We're going to take every second, every day, or every hour, every day to make this decision, and we still got plenty of time left. That's Frank Reich, head coach, Carolina Panthers, uh, invoking Russell Wilson as to not, don't read too much into his frame, although I would make the argument that as short as Russell Wilson was at that time, you know, the 5'10 thing, his frame was completely different, okay? Uh, and I think that's why there's a difference between somebody like Russell Wilson and Bryce Young. Speaking of the evaluations, they're going to go on a pro day road trip. Uh, Darren Gannett, Panthers.com, pointing out that the whole crew is getting together and they're going to visit these various pro days. I I think they know who they want. Why else would you move up to the number one spot? You move up because clearly you believe in a guy and he's not going to be there for you at nine. Or that you could move up to the five spot and get that person there. They truly feel that one of the quarterbacks that they wanted was going to be gone by the second pick. So how do you negate that? Well, you you do what you did, and you move up to the one spot, and this is why I think it's C.J. Stroud. You look at the history of what Frank Reich has worked with, what Frank Reich likes, and C.J. Stroud checks the boxes for that. There's less questions about that other than the mobility aspect of it. But we can go back to various press conferences with Frank Reich where he talks about almost, yeah, man, there's still a way a quarterback's got to play, right? He still has to be able to do it in the pocket, right? Well, what does C.J. Stroud do? What did we see from C.J. Stroud? The only knock on C.J. Stroud that honestly is the one that keeps coming up is, well, do you want to take an Ohio State quarterback? Are you sure? Do you want to look at the track record of Ohio State quarterbacks? Does that really matter? Does that really matter? If that's the case, then every quarterback from NC State should have been drafted one. Okay, but it don't the, work well, that way. Well, the Ohio State knock is you're playing with – it's kind of like USC. Yeah. You're playing with such a talented cast around you that you're maybe not used to. Well, then what, that, what about Alabama? Like, you're playing with a well, pro for, team. For a long time. And now we that got, was a knock on Alabama. we got like three Alabama guys now on the, on the, you know, yeah. starting, starting it games. It only so, takes one guy to change the narrative. Exactly. Exactly. And that could be C.J. Stroud, honestly. And that's why I think it's going to be him. That's who they wanted. That's why they moved up to the one spot. I, I will say the thing about the diligence, though, and I, I would say 
yes, you're probably right that they knew, mm -hmm. but there's nothing wrong with going through the process. Whereas if you stayed at nine, you're now you're going through a process where you don't even have a chance at three of the guys, right? No, that's true. So that's I think true. you do go up. You probably have an idea, but you shouldn't know until that last week of the draft mm -hmm. that that who you really want because you want to go through this whole thing. Yeah, and not yeah, not to go full draft story, but yeah, you want to call like. You do. You want to call the middle school coach. You want to call, hey, who showed up at your 21st birthday party? You got to do all of those things to make sure that you're dotting all the I's and, and crossing all the T's. Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. I'm Tim Donnelly here with Coach Pete of Capital Financial Advisory Group. Coach, is it still true that a million is enough to retire on? Tim, maybe and maybe not. The most important thing is to get a real plan that gives you income you never outlive. We'll give that away to the next 10 people. Call right now. The number to call, 800-691-3215. Text TIM to 600-700 if you're interested in texting. Once again, that phone number is 800-691-3215 or text TIM to 600-700 for that deal. I was uh, looking up at ESPN during the break, Joe, and there's our guy, Mel Kuyper, Mock Draft 3.0. Uh-oh. I was listening to a little bit of... Uh, Canty and Carlin filling in for Greeny today, and he was previewing his mock draft 4.0. Mel was. Mel was, which will be coming out here soon in about a week or two. Oh, okay. 4.0 is almost out. Yeah, we still have a month and five days to the draft. I understand, but the fan fiction ain't going to stop. <laughs> no, you're right. So That's a month and five days, so, it, it, so it, keep going. Uh, Mel Kuyper's most, uh, most recent fan fiction had the Colts moving up to take Wolf Levis in the three spot. I, I bring this up. I bring this up not not to make fun of Mel Kuyper, but to kind of crystallize the point that we were making in the previous segment about the Carolina Panthers and who they're going to draft. If this was about moving up to take one of the four guys you were comfortable with, they wouldn't have moved up to the one spot. It was about getting a specific guy. And I really do think it's C.J. Stroud. And Mel Kuyper was on with Canty and Carlin earlier today, and he talked about how Stroud does fit the profile of what Reich wants at quarterback. C.J. Stroud, he got the edge at the number one spot to the Carolina Panthers because he's the big quarterback that Frank Reich has preferred during his career in the National Football League. You're going to get back C.J. Stroud. If he could bottle what he did against Georgia and take that into the NFL throughout his career, he will be outstanding. But we didn't see that on a regular basis at Ohio State, that dual threat capability. Had the strong combine with a real good pro day, private workouts. He can ride that momentum from that Georgia game all the way to be the number one pick overall to the Carolina Panthers. So that's Kuyper, and he goes on to talk about why he has Stroud going overall number one. Frank Reich has preferred the bigger quarterback in his history. That's why C.J. Stroud seems like the quarterback that right now, if you said, okay, well, why are you projecting Stroud number one? It's because of that exact fact. He's a lot bigger. He's coming off the outstanding game against Georgia. Strong combine. You wish he would have played like he did against Georgia throughout his the last two years at Ohio State on a regular basis. Hopefully he can bottle that and take it into the National Football League with him. So if you're asking me right now, it would say C.J. Stroud, but it's still a really too close to call. <laughs> it's a really strange knock now that I think about it. The Big Ten's not good at football. The, the Big Ten has this fake reputation in when it comes to football, in my opinion. Okay. Okay? Ohio State plays, what, two games a year? There's usually one game on the road against Iowa, Northwestern, Penn State, mm -hmm. which turns out to be interesting, and then their their annual matchup with Michigan. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. Yeah, that's the game. The rest of the league stinks. Mm -hmm. Okay. Spare me with Iowa, save me Wisconsin, 
All right. They have a they have a very particular brand of football. Mm-hmm. Wink wink, nod nod. Super white. 1950s pre-segregation football. Okay? Why would you waste the bullets in the chamber by running against teams you don't have to run against? Makes total sense. We're going to knock this guy for not running when he doesn't have to run. Dude, it's just it's like I said like huh? I said, like I said. Hey, if he can duplicate what he did against the country's best defense in the most important game of the year, yeah. yeah what uh, else do you want him to do? Exactly. When they're beating Maryland by sixty points, yeah. you want him to pour it out. We talked when about they're beating this. Illinois by a hundred points. You want him to run a naked bootleg and get his head knocked in? That is total. Look, I get it, Mel Kiper, man. You got the greatest hustle going in the history of this business. All right, total respect. However. That is completely asinine. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, if only he could do what he did against Georgia. You know, the team that has 10 NFL guys on their defense. If only. As if that is the same of playing, you know, Buffalo on a Monday night at home. Buffalo uh, Bulls yes. on a Monday night in the in the MAC game of the week. Mm-hmm. Well, whoo, man, I'm really impressed what he did on, on, on Tuesdays with Toledo. Give me a break, man. It's that is some that is some hustling backwards thought process by our guy the Viper. He hearing that it reminds me of a conversation we had with Bomani Jones a few weeks ago when we talked about CJ Stroud that we've now lived long enough and yeah. the game has changed enough that we're knocking the black quarterback for not, not running. Running. It used to be no he runs too much. No, he's going his career's going to be short. Can't have that. We don't trust his arm. Now it's like, hey man, you know, could you uh, can, can you could you show me some of that uh, that Jalen hurts? Can, can you can you show me some of that Tua? Uh, even Josh, I'll even do, I'll even take a little Josh Allen. Can you do, can you do that? It's funny how we've gotten this far. Uh, I guess that's progress. I don't know, but that's where we're at with doesn't CJ feel like it to me. Yeah, it it really doesn't. It it really doesn't. So here's a little lighthearted coach shade. And then we'll get to some more serious topics. I was going to say, oh, I don't think the Alabama one was lighthearted. No, that wasn't lighthearted. No, that wasn't lighthearted. This is from the <laughs> I could have misread it, though. This is, this is from the Greenville News. Hold on a second. Let me, let, me, let me tilt my head completely directly at my computer so I can read this uh, as I get used to these progressive lenses. This is from the Greenville News. This is the headline. Dabo Sweeney wants Clemson football international games. Quote, all we ever do is go to dot, dot, dot. Winston Salem. Somewhere our friend Jeremy Markovich, NC Rabbit Holes, like, how dare you? Winston Salem Avengers assemble. We must show Dabo that Winston has culture. Well, the full quote is he was talking about Brad Brownell and how he was jealous of Brad Brownell. And this has to be the only time he's ever been jealous of Brad Brownell, the head coach at Clemson. When he this is from this is the the slug from the story. Sweeney also said he's a bit envious of Clemson basketball coach Brad Brownell and some of the faraway locales he's been able to take his team to play in recent in recent years. Quote, all we ever get to do is go to like Winston-Salem and places like that. Brownell and Brownell and the boys. Well, they get to go to Hawaii, Italy. Hey, spread the love a little bit. End quote. Yeah, we, we talked to Kelly Gramlick before. Yeah. She does that podcast with Eric McClain. Mm-hmm. They, they, do, they do talk a lot about the ACC, but they 
they're both Clemson people, yes. right? Yes. And she I just, played basketball at Clemson. Yeah, and he played. And football. I specifically remember they had one of the defensive linemen from Clemson on, and he talked about how much they love going to Wake Forest because mm-hmm. every time they win at Wake Forest, which is every time they play at Wake Forest, right? They get Krispy Kreme donuts, <laughs> and it was like this whole thing about oh, we get Krispy Kremes because we're going to Wake Forest. So, Dabo, come on, man. Pick another school to pick on. Pick another town to pick on. He's not. He's not. He's not picking on anybody. That's the thing. Maybe he's saying that Winston Salem is exotic for him. No, he's making it sound like. I mean, we don't get to go anywhere. We get to go to Winston Salem. You get to see Pilot Mountain. Shout out to Wise Man Brewing. All sorts of fun stuff in Winston Salem. Fiddle and fish. I don't think that boy is going to Fiddle and Fish. Yeah, he's probably not. He probably likes the name, but yeah, he's probably not going to Fiddle and Fish. Okay, fine. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, of course, this has gotten people like, oh, because, you know, going to Clemson, South Carolina is as, as this this exotic trip to take. Is there a Clemson, South, South Carolina? There's a road. It has expanded with their popularity, but mostly when I go to Clemson, I go to Greenville. Now, Greenville's a nice spot. It's, it actually is kind of nice. Green- Sorry, the fact that you said there's a road. Yeah, <laughs> oh, there is a road. It's a road. There's, there's a, a road. road. There's a couple barbecue you know, places. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, is there an actual main drag in Clemson? I mean, there's the Esso Club. It's a there's a road that runs through the town <laughs> that takes you by the stadium. I've never been. Oh, really? I've never oh, been. Oh, you Clemson. should go once. No, it's I. I was gonna go at one point. This was back in like you know I think it was the I want to say it was the second national championship year. We yeah. were gonna go, but then some things came yeah. up and we just didn't end up going. No, it's a it um, is a good college town. Yeah, there is a downtown. Okay, but mostly it is a road. Yes, that that has all your usual things on it, mm-hmm. and then there's the famous Esso Club. But you know, mostly it's just a college. Okay. You know, when 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 Dabo wasn't running hot, nobody was like, "Hey, man." I need to go hang out at Clemp. No, that wasn't a thing. Now, to your point now about- Now that they are running hot, yeah, the development around there has, has been pretty good. Now, to your point about Greenville, on the other hand. Yeah, they've, they've- Listen, anytime you have an outdoor festival and I'm there, when you close the streets- Yes. Like, I'm talking like when you are allowed to close the streets and drink a beer and walk around a downtown area, I'm in. Yeah. You, it could be for a funeral. I am in because I that's just the thing I like to do. Then why aren't you living in New Orleans? Because they just do. But then there's random, still traffic. There's still random marching bands. Well, as you close as you know, down. though, I only can, I have a peak. I have a peak life of about thirty hours in New Orleans. After that, it's, I think most of us. I think after that, it's yeah. I think that's know. most of us. Anyway, let Dabo's. I we've gotten to the point with Dabo where the guy can't make jokes. He can't make jokes. No, no one's really the, mad at him about. Oh, are buddy, they? dude, I'm telling you right now, man. Anytime Josh Dabo Graham tries doesn't to count be, as being mad, I'm not talking Graham. I'm talking okay. about. I am talking about football fans. And anytime Dabo opens up his mouth, even if he's just trying to be like, ha ha, people are like, he he's he's he has himself to blame. I mean, this is the same guy who you know went on the. You know, we've always believed in name, image, and likeness. His right, right, name and likeness. I'm like, yeah. whoa, whoa, okay, Jesus, yeah, okay. The to me. I thought, without seeing this, only seeing the tweet, I thought this was a reference to Florida State and Georgia Tech playing in Ireland. No, because it was about Brad Brown. There are two random ACC teams. The last time I checked, have yeah. no link to Ireland at all. Yeah, playing football in Ireland. Meanwhile, uh, NC State gets to go to exotic Charlotte again. Uh, it was announced yeah, that NC State and point, Tennessee they're not going to want to do this anymore. Probably, yeah, this time. Yeah, well, they're going in 2024 for the Mayo Classic to open up the season in September in 2024. 
was it Carolina and South Carolina are doing that this upcoming season. But NC State and Tennessee in Charlotte to open up the year in 2024. Uh, somebody bring David Amerson out as a team captain. He was actually there for that uh, the ACC championship game this year. He was the legend. Right. And he is a legend for so a lot of NC, NC State, State fans. has lost, what, four in a row now? Something like that, In yeah. Charlotte, they lost the Mississippi State Bowl game. They lost the South Carolina kickoff there. Yep. And they lost the Merland. Bowl. So three in a row. They lost the Merland this year in the uh, Duke's Mail Bowl. So from some soft, fun and frivolity, Coach Shade, Dabo, to more serious matters. So... Alabama football cornerback Tony Mitchell was arrested and charged with possession of marijuana and intent to sell or deliver. That, that was the official charge. And the passenger in his car was also charged with the same crime, and he was carrying a concealed firearm without a permit. And that's a bit of a problem. And this was according to AL.com. Uh, Mitchell drove... 141 miles an hour. Oh, my gosh. While he evaded police, according to the police report obtained by AL.com. So, Nick Saban met with the media yesterday. It's all the spring availabilities. And he had this to say about Mitchell being suspended from the team. Tony Mitchell has been suspended from the team on all team activities until we gather more information about the situation and what his legal circumstance is. And, um... You know, I mean, guys, everybody's got an opportunity to make choices and decisions. There's no such thing in being at the wrong place at the wrong time. You got to be responsible for who you're with, who you're around, and what you do, who you associate yourself with, and uh, the situations that you put yourself in. So um, it is what it is, but uh, there is, you know, cause and effect when you make you know, choices and decisions that uh, put you in bad situations. That, that word choice sounded intentional. Yes, there's no such thing in being at the wrong place at the wrong time. That's the key That's the yeah. key phrase. And if you're wondering, well, wait a minute, why does that sound familiar? Well, well that was uh, a turn of phrase that Nate Oates, Alabama's head basketball coach, used in relation to Brandon Miller. Quick context, uh, if, I, if I have this correct. So... Jamea Janae Harris was killed uh, back in January, and police arrested former Alabama players Darius Miles and Michael Lynn Davis for allegedly shooting at a car that she was riding in near the campus. And police told a grand jury that Miller, Brandon Miller, their star player, supplied the gun for this shooting after being summoned to the eventual crime scene by Miles, who asked him to bring the weapon. And at a press conference, when it became clear that this was the case, Nate Oates really just had, he had a really bad press conference. And he said, look, college kids are out. Brandon hasn't been in any type of trouble, nor is he in any type of trouble in this case. Wrong spot at the wrong time. Again, we're talking about somebody being fatally shot. Again, that didn't go over well at that time. Nick, say what you want about Saban. He's been in Alabama for so long. He clearly cares about the reputation of the school. He cares about the reputation of the program. And he cares about the reputation of his program above all else. And the only way I can interpret this, and the whole thing with Nate Oates and Brandon Miller is its own topic, but I read this and I heard that, Joe, and I think to myself, Alabama saw what Nate Oates did, and he's like, 
no way in hell am I going to be associated with this kind of win above all else cost thing. And that's why he said what he said as a way to signal, nah, I'm not doing that, which is interesting because – yeah kind of coming at oats there with the specific turn of phrase yes it's one thing to stand up and say hey i'm not going to tolerate this on my team right. right i think we should all be to the point in 2023 where a marijuana charge is come on now well i think it's 140 but it's the 140 yeah. it's the driving it's the driving in the right and the and the and making a bad choice making bad choices right? and again you're on the team weapon. you represent the team yes right so yes there's a gun charge there's speeding i just want to make sure we got we're not equating murder with yes marijuana yes okay um, but I think, yeah, he, by using this, these specific words, he's obviously coming at Oates, and part of that probably is uh, Oates is closing in on winning the national title. Mm-hmm. Is Nick Saban going to win another one of these things? The, the, way, the way that the world's working right now. I'm not saying he's being petty. I'm saying it almost feels like by using those words, mm-hmm. he seems to be trying to put Oates in a place. Yes. Like, hey, I run this school. I run this town. I run this state. Yeah. You don't. It's interesting you put it that way. Because otherwise, why would you use those specific words? Well, maybe maybe Nick Saban's just not really happy with the way that he's handled the Brandon Miller situation, and that's the way he's going to do it. Because, I mean, again, this is, it's as Alabama continues to the Final Four, the Brandon Miller story just doesn't go away. Sure. There's going to be – because you've been to a Final Four. Yeah. All sorts of media shows up that has nothing to do with basketball because you're trying to get to different stories, and this is going to become a thing, and – Brandon Miller, who wasn't charged with anything, no, which no, is which but is what Nate Oates could have said, or you know, hey, this is an ongoing. Yeah. Listen, it, it's a terrible tragedy. Yes, and it involved one of their players, so yes. like, it is a terrible tragedy. And Miller is unfortunately at the center of this, right, uh, because of the circumstances around it. To to your point about Nick Saban and hey, look, buddy, just so you know who runs things mm-hmm. around here and everything else. It is not too dissimilar to what happened at Kentucky. Between John Calipari and um, Stoops, the head coach. Mark Stoops. Mark Stoops, uh, the head coach from Kentucky football. And that was just over John Calipari being upset that he didn't have a new practice facility. Right. Okay. And maybe this is just extracting more than there's actually there. But it is interesting that these two places, the balance of what is you know important or whatever kind of shifts. At Kentucky... It might shift more towards football because that's where the money is, and Calipari has not done a good job here down the stretch. If Alabama wins a national championship in basketball, Alabama fans are not going to suddenly become hoopsters. Like, shout-out to our guy, Dimitri, who's an Alabama grad, and he only pays attention to basketball when they're good, and it's something fun to do. And if they lose in the Final Four, Dimitri's not going like, unacceptable. We must – no, it's be like, oh, cool, well, that was fun. We'll just go ahead and and go back to caring about how spring practice looks at Alabama. So I don't think Nick Saban's sweating Nate Oates, if you catch my drift. I honestly I think it's an odd choice of words to copy Oates' yeah, words. I think he's just upset at the way Nate Oates handled it, and he's letting it known that he would not have handled it that way. Now, now if he had one star player as opposed to a roster of eighty star players, you know. Maybe things we are, all make choices different ways. Maybe the calculus is I'm a little bit saying. different. No, you're not wrong. I mean, you're not wrong, man. You're it's not easy wrong. to be on the high horse yeah. when you're established. It's the OG alongside Joe Jill. And look, Nick Saban's had to handle some things that did not go over well with the media before, too. Sure. Okay. So he's well, not he's, a, he's, he's consistent. He's, he's not a that, and it. that's fair. 